Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a financial services practice? Four advisors in different states at different firms that have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch the right way through hard work, doing the right thing, and having fun while doing it. It's time for you to get the edge. Here are your hosts, Brad Warhurt, Jeff Copeland, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. I'm Greg Gonzalez. I'm here with Brad, Jeff, and Jim. This episode, we wanted to talk about goals. How do we set goals? What are our goals, business goals? Are they revenue goals, AUM goals? This, this episode is going to be all about goal setting. Um, because if it's not in writing, you're, you're not going to achieve it. There's, there's all kinds of studies that, that prove that. Um, but before we get into today's episode, there's something that I'm an announcement I'm really excited about. Uh, Jim, do you want to tell, uh, all of our listeners about our private Facebook group that we're starting? Yeah, we're, we're putting together a community where we can connect with listeners. You can connect with us and then you can connect with each other more importantly, because, uh, you remember being an advisor can be a really lonely kind of place sometimes. And, you know, you get stuck in an ecosystem where maybe you're just drinking green Kool-Aid or you're uh, drinking blue Kool-Aid, depending upon your firm colors. Or if you're an independent advisor, you're on this island. And our thought would be, well, let's put together a group of people that have like-minded uh, goals. They're trying to grow. They're trying to get better, be better advisors, have more family or add more value, be better in their family situation. So we put together a, a private Facebook group. There's no cost to join. It, just go out and search for uh, the Financial Advisors Edge, and you'll find it right on Facebook. If you can't find it there, go out to our website, thefaedge.com. Put your information in there, and one of us will send you a direct link. But take part of it. There's some great content that's going to be happening there. We'll share some some really cool stuff, so I don't want you to miss it. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. Jim, you mentioned being an advisor feeling like you're on an island. And if you're kind of on your own, you're not, you're not, and I know that maybe at the wirehouses, they're more in like a team, which is, which is okay. It has its, its advantages and disadvantages, but when you're in a solo advisor, yeah, for years, I, I still feel like I'm on an Island, right? I'm, I've got my clients that I work with and it's, it's kind of just running my own business, but to have a community like this, like we're trying to build that we can we can learn from each other and grow based on all the wisdom that we're we're learning from advisors that have been there done that that are not afraid to share what they have learned their secrets right i mean at this point you know as long as they're i i guess if you're next door to me maybe i wouldn't want to share my my marketing secrets and things like that but um but yeah at this point it's like we're not going to let them in the. We're not going to let them into the the group. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there you <laughs> so, go. So whoever's next door to Greg, do not send a request because I'm just going to deny it. <laughs> there you go. And oh, by the way, Brad Brad had chatted us uh, we're here. This will also be in the in the show notes. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can join the group from there as well. Hey, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, uh, so everybody, check out our our private Facebook group and uh, and join our community. So, let's kick it off with uh, with kind of a goal setting, kind of 
how do we set goals? And then we'll kind of get into what our goals are at this point in our career, if you will. Uh, obviously, they're vastly different than when we were first starting off. Uh, what I remember, and we'll get into that, what our goals in the very beginning look like versus today. But what goals are you guys setting? Whoever wants to go first, kind of what types of goals do you look look at? Not only AUM, maybe it's a revenue goal, maybe it's you know something for your business, what you want to accomplish this year, and and are you setting goals in increments? Like, okay, this is who was we had a guy that said he wanted to set like was it monthly goals, like revenue goals? Remember that? Remember that, guys? Uh, I think he was more in the commission space. Yeah. Uh, but are you setting like semi annual goals? Are you looking at your goals quarterly? Uh, who wants to start us off? I'll start, Greg. I, I think one thing that's important is for me anyway, especially starting off, starting off is set goals that you can measure and control, right? I, especially in the early years. I feel like when we get to a later stage of your career, you can set more abstract goals like, I don't know, an AUM goal or, or how you want to change your brand goal. But when you're, especially when you're early in your career, set them to be things that you can control, whether that's knocking on doors or seminars done or calls made, whatever it is, is something that you can control, right? I always hated having an AUM goal because, I mean, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, it's sporadic. You know, I could go a couple of weeks and I just end up having, you know, people earlier in the pipeline or or whatever it is. And it I can't control, I can't control that, but I can control my activity, right? And I- hold myself accountable. I had a guy tell me, oh, I want to, one of my goals is to get 10 referrals this year. And in a sense, you can control that because you're asking people for referrals, but you, you can't, that's not, I, you know, how can you, you're kind in of, my mind, in my mind, the ask is the goal, right? Okay. I'm right. going to ask 100% or 90% of my, at my reviews, I'm going to ask for a referral somehow, or however you said it, you know, uh, I'm going to do. Yeah, you know, but but I think the activity should be the goal, especially when you're earlier in your career, because you can control that. Well, and even if we're talking about AUM, you know, you have to break that out into a few categories because you can't control flows out, right? I mean, so if right. you want to set an AUM goal, uh, set a gross, what's the word? I mean, what I would call deposits. I know they're not deposits in our world, but a deposit goal, because you're not going to control the outflow of income distributions, withdrawals, and, and whatever. So Go ahead and if you want to set your AUM goal, set your new assets goal as deposits. And uh, at least you have some degree of control over your activity that should derive those net deposits. Yeah, there you go, Jeff. Same same thing, though. I mean, you can control that to a degree. You can't control if a bunch of your clients decide they want to buy a car this year. It could just happen that way. Right. Yeah, I think it's about where you're at on your journey in a lot of ways. I I think if 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 you're new in the business, activity goals should be your primary your primary driver. Obviously you're going to have a goal where you want to get to, uh, but you're not going to know average client size and all these other things. Now, as you get more mature in the business, uh, you're going to cut, you, you can back into what number you want to hit and you, you gotta, you gotta build in the marketing activity to, to generate that. So for example, if I want to do $20 million in, in new assets, um, I'm going to know at this point how many seminars I need to do, how many, how much smart asset do I need to do? Like, I'm going to know what I need to spend to get there. So I think it's, um, I think there's, there's this point where it kind of shifts in our lives where it's less activity based goals, but I think it's completely accurate. Like 
if you're like, if you're one to three years out, I mean, you should be activity goals. I need to make a hundred calls a day or knock on 50 doors a day or whatever that, or talk to, talk to buy, buy CPAs soup every day, whatever that, whatever that is. Um, I think you need to get there, but all goals should be specific and measurable. They, 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 at least in the beginning. So they need to be, I, I want to do X and I'm going to get Y out of it. And that they need to be specific, measurable, and you need to have a date. Otherwise to Greg's point earlier, it's just a dream. Um, Greg, Greg, for you, what do you, what do you think? How are you setting goals? How do you recommend people set goals? Yeah, I like in in the beginning. Let's talk about in the beginning. So it, it nothing happens without an appointment. You can say what you want, but because I, I wasted so much time in the very beginning going all of these networking events. I was doing all these different things. I was talking to people, but again, nothing happens without an appointment. So if I could go back, I would have said, okay, I will have I want X amount of appointments a week whatever that looks like for you. If it's four a week, if it's five a week, whatever it is. Now, obviously all those people that you meet with, you know, during those appointments and, and I mean, potential client appointments. I, I don't mean, you know, you know, going and finding every CPA to, to buy soup for at lunch. I'm talking about potential client potential uh, appointments. So that that's how I would do it um, if if I could go back in the very beginning. Then from that, you know, when I started off, I can remember the first couple of years in the business, and the way I did it is I carried a notebook around and I reviewed every week, at, you know, hey, how many appointments did I have? And that it was like a journal almost, and it's. I, I look back. I still have those net notebooks. It's pretty depressing, man. Uh, <laughs> how how low your goals were, right? Yeah, man. I I had you know the first year in the business, my my AUM goal was you know five million, and I didn't get anywhere close. You know, it was just pathetic. But I was also doing the activities that that were not getting me anywhere, like going to a lot of these chamber of commerce and young professional groups and all that kind of stuff. You know, so. Um, so yeah, I, I would just kind of focus on the activities. Okay. If I need to have, if my AUM goal is this revenue goal is this, I'm going to back in. Okay. How many clients is it going to take to get there? You know, and, and you'll have to assume some kind of average AUM. Okay. And then how many appointments will I need? To, is it five appointments that you'll need to have for every new client? Figure, figure that out. And after you do it a while, like Jim said, I'm sure Jim can do seminars now, and he kind of knows on average how much business he's going to bring in from from each seminar. Some are going to be a little higher, some are going to be he'll get nothing out of, but but overall he he kind of knows once you do it long enough. Yeah, just to kind of add to that, early in my career, you know, I know you all uh, skyrocketed out of the gates, unlike me. That uh, in the olden days we called it in the red. I was in the red most of my first three years. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I was ever in doubt of getting fired. There was rumors that I was. Um, but you know what happened is I let too many 20 plus year vet types get in my head about the long-term potential in the business and how great of a business it was when you had a hundred million in assets and 20 years of experience. And I got so hung up on that that I kept grinding away with no vision, honestly, or my vision was too far out. Uh, I was looking at the road one foot in front of me. Um, and when the light bulb finally came on that you can't get to 100 million of assets without first having 1 million, then two, and then three. Um, and sometimes I think that's a fault that we, of course, again, part of our 
uh, big picture here is that we all have come to some point on that mountain here and we're fortunate to have made it, but you can, you can lose sight of what should be happening in the short run. If you get too hung up on the long run. Yeah. I, yeah. I think Dan Sullivan, you know, he talks about setting goals in a, uh, and that's the guy that runs strategic coach. So he's run a, wrote a ton of stuff around this, but he talks about making goals in uh, like, like not 90 day windows, 12, 12 week windows. And that's what, you know, if I'm starting, that's probably what I want to focus on that. Brad, I cut you off. You had, you had a point to add to that. Yeah, no, I, I just thought, uh, Jeff, I think it's important also, especially earlier in your career to make your goals achievable. You know, like you said, you can't be, you can't be shooting at a hundred million in year two, most likely. And I, it's almost like there's a psychological effect on it also to achieving your goals and then ramp them up over time. Maybe, uh, I think, uh, it's like the Dave Ramsey snowball approach to debt, even though it's mathematically wrong. There's a psychological effect to to achieving something and then moving on to the next one. I think it's important to break your goals down like that. It keeps you going mentally. Yeah, it does. I mean, you we all we've all like failed at something. And if your goal to Jeff's point is, and by the way, Jeff might have been in the red his first three years. He runs a larger practice than anybody on the on the call here today. So it's important to say that just because you start out and you're not like hitting your goals that you, you set for yourself initially, you can't beat yourself up on it, but you do need to make them achievable and you do need to make sure that you hit those goals. So if if you're setting an activity goal and you want to hit knock on 50 doors, go out and knock on 50 doors. Don't go knock on 30 doors and give it up and, and always miss your goal every day adjust your goal if you need to but the important part is you're hitting these goals because the brad's point there's some psychology around this you know you can feel like a failure real fast as an advisor and even now even with all our practices i'm sure i'm sure everybody's felt this way in the last year or so you sit down with a client and like somebody has 300 grand or 200 grand and they tell you no you're like what have I lost it? Am yep. I a loser now? Am I ever going to land another client? Like this game plays huge mind tricks with you. So, um, and you're not like, but that's just, it's the, to Greg's point, maybe it takes five of those to land a client. So it's, it's important to, to like set goals that are achievable and then not beat yourself up, but adjust along the way. Yep. I love that Jim. And, and I would take it, it it's hard not to take that personally. Um, and, and there was an old, there was an insurance guy who uh, he, he worked for New York Life. This is back in the day. And his son went, he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to sell topsoil door to door. Cause you know, when they deliver, you, you, let's say you order topsoil for your garden, they come with this big dump truck and it's, and you're giving away to the neighbors and all this kind of stuff. He said, I'm, I'm going to, the son said to his dad as the insurance guy, he said, I'm going to go door to door and just sell how much people need. And he says, I'm a young kid. I think I'll do. And the dad told him, listen, if you're going to be in sales, you're going to hear no a lot. It's not that they don't like you. It's not that you're a dirtbag or a bad person. It's that they don't want topsoil and never forget that. So, uh, but the son went door to door and it's hard to, when you hear no, you take it personally, but I would just like, it, it would just burn me up uh, when somebody would say, no, we, we went a different direction. And especially when it was a not so good advisor, maybe that they hired instead of me. Um, and it would just kind of like, piss me off almost. And I'd say, okay, good. I'm going to go get three or I'm, I'm, I'm going to work harder to get more appointments and I'm going to find someone with twice as much money as you have. And therefore it twice as much revenue. So 
good luck, best of luck. And then if they ever called me back and, oh, we changed our mind two years down the road. Oh, guess what? Uh, we're not accepting any new clients. So <laughs> I, I, I don't, you missed your chance. <laughs> yeah, you missed your chance. I don't play that game. So that's just kind of <laughs> my personality, man. So, so yeah, you, you got to have some, some drive behind you. Uh, and if, you know, whatever your appointment, the, the big thing that I think people mess up on is they say, okay, here's my AUM goal. Like maybe it's $10 million or maybe it's 12 million, a million a month. We've heard that, right? Million dollars a month in new assets. And then they say, okay, that's my goal. Well, how the hell are you going to get there? Are you, right, are you that's expected to happen. Right, you expect it like a million a month in referrals, you know? So you've got to come up with, how are you going to get these appointments to get the, the new assets? And so come up with, but nobody wants to do the work to say, okay, how, how many appointments is it going to take how, how, what am I marketing? How am I going to do this? How am I going to, going to get knee to knee is sitting in front of somebody with all these people. And I think that's what people need to do is they need to figure out, you know, whether you're going to these marketing events that I had or uh, networking events, I'm sorry, that I had no success with door knocking, cold calling, however you want to do it, seminars, you got to get that figured out um, and come up with a plan and then stick to it. So yeah, you yeah, gotta have like, the marketing activity to support that goal, whatever that is, whatever your marketing activity is. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, it's just a dream. I want to add a hundred million dollars. Well, you you can do it. You're just gonna have to spend. You know, you're gonna have to have a team and spend. You know, five million dollars in marketing to get there. So you yeah. just gotta have a plan. And, and my goals in the beginning, I wanted to do uh, like five seminars a month. Well, quite frankly. I was broke. I couldn't afford to do five seminars a month, right? So I, I had to do like one a quarter. And it and yeah, I, I had some some success with it, but that's all I could afford at the time. So then it got to be okay, two a quarter. Then it was one a month, you know. But but as as I got more and more successful, it builds. Jim, what you said about it being a dream, I think a lot of goals get confused. They're not goals, they are dreams. You can start with a dream and then you got to drill it down into goals. Yeah. Yeah, my, my dream when I started the business was to run a $100 million practice. And, and I was working towards that dream. But my goal was, my ultimate goal was to add, you know, five to $7 million a year. And then when I started to add five to 7 million, then it was seven to 10, then it was 10 to 12. Then it was, you know, so it, it works into it. But, you know, I, I guess you could say it was a goal, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it wasn't measurable. I didn't know when I was going to get there. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I just knew I was going to have to grind it out. And remember, the other thing I think that we're all really talking about is this this game is really, at the end of the day, it's a marathon. It is not a sprint. If anybody gets to $100 million really fast, they either had a silver spoon. So daddy, daddy gave them $50 million assets. Or they had a liquidity event where you know they sold another business and now they're pumping tons of money into marketing. Or, or or they bought a firm or they they hit the lottery right like they 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 worked at a place and they got gifted 70 million dollars but for the rest of us that are out there you're grinding and it's just it's just gonna take time and there's nothing wrong with it I, I'm interested to know like for you guys uh what when you were when you were when you first started out like what was your goal and I'll share mine really quick I had this this dream board I like made this I went to like one of these damn workshops and like make a dream board. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I like wrote $55 million. I put a picture of a lake house. I put a picture of, you know, a fancy car. I put all this stuff, right? Like that I wanted to achieve. 
And um, that was kind of my, that was my, if I could hit $55 million, I'd hit the lottery in my mind. But, um, you know, and then when I got there, I'm like, this sucks. This isn't enough. But um, Jeff, what was your, I, I, I want to go around and ask everybody, because I'd like to know, Jeff, what was your, uh, what was your goal when you started? Yeah, my, my long-term goal was, I think back in that, the day, the uh, production line flatlined at the standard at like 25,000 gross a month. So my goal, and of course, this was in a different era of commission-based business, but my goal was to have um, systematic transactions and trail revenue equal to $25,000 gross a month. And so I was hyper-focused on having systematic activity from every single client. Um, And of course, building in that era, trail business at a quarter of 1%. On top of that sales charge, systematic transaction business, but um, that that has stayed with me honestly to this day. I'm well above that as far as recurring revenue goes, but hyper focused on what systematic activity can I have that will generate revenue if, again to compensate me for for just providing good service. How about you, Brad? Jim, I did the same thing. I did the same thing, man, and I can't think of many things in life that I've done better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the focus on on ongoing revenue and and you know it's good for the clients too the systematic thing right I mean dollar cost averaging is a thing for a reason and making it a habit instead of a you know the first time they meet you and it's February and they're like oh yeah I can max a Roth for last year and this year and then next year something else a vacation but systematic becomes a bill yeah right so I know it's not the topic here but I mean I've done the same thing and it's paid tremendous dividends no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> well, I was going to spin the topic a little bit to go back to the early days. And Greg made the point, how do you stay focused on the goal and how do you leverage your experiences back into staying focused? And I will tell you, we, we were talking offline about the things that work so well, you stop doing them. Um, and I had uh, two or three, it's kind of corny now, I know, but uh, the six disc Brian Tracy packages, one of them is goals. And that thing ran on repeat in my six disc CD changer for the first two to three years of my career. You're uh, really old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was not an eight track. It was a six disc CD changer. But Jeff, one more time for the audience. What was your very first trade just to date you? Oh, yeah. Uh, ten five thousand dollars of WorldCom stock. There you go, buddy. All right. <laughs> That's great. That's great. In March of 2000. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I would just say constant reinforcement. And and I think that's one of the goals of our podcast here. Hopefully we're on repeat on your uh, Bluetooth now, but uh, just constantly pounding back into your own head, the message that you're trying to send yourself, because it doesn't stick if you think you're going to just do it once and forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, what was your goal when you started? Yeah, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to think, and I've got the notebooks that's kind of neat. So anybody not doing that, anybody younger in the business, I would encourage you to maybe come up with your top five goals for the year, write them down and review them every quarter. That's what I do. And I've, I've done it, but like I said, it's pretty pathetic. Back then, one of them was to, to join in the very beginning, like five networking groups. And I, and I, I look back and it's like, oh boy, those went nowhere. That was a huge waste of my time. But back then, you know, kind of starting from scratch and all, all four of us are are scratch starters. Um, Believe me, I wish I wasn't 
a scratch starter. I wish uh, my dad was in this business and I could have got, you know, 250, 500 million would be even better. Uh, could have walked <laughs> into that all fee based and just, but truth be told, none of us were born with a silver spoon in our mouth and we had just to play letters all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been much easier is what I'm trying to say is if I would have inherited a big book of business from my dad, but my dad worked for the state of Illinois, uh, and told me not to get into this business. So, um, a lot, thanks for the support dad, but, um, uh, Out of anyway. love. he, he knew, he knew what the, uh, what the grind was there. Right. Right. When I told him what my first seminar costs, he, he, he asked me if I lost my mind. Um, so, uh, anyway, you know, in the very beginning, I was able to look at some, you know, more successful advisors and I kind of knew what their productions were. And it was just like, and I know you guys are probably the same looking at like the veteran Jeff mentioned the veteran advisors that maybe had a hundred million AUM. And it's just like, it's almost like, unimaginable, like, like what it would be like to make that kind of money, to have that amount, because you're kind of starting it at square one here and you're building like grain by grain, right? Just like one client and you're thinking, my gosh, how long is it going to take me to, to build a hundred million dollar book? And it's like, you didn't, it's just hard to, so my goal in the beginning was always a hundred million AUM um, as, as far as a book, but it was just so out of reach at the time, starting from nothing. So, uh, so anyway, kind of set low goals, 5 million a year. And just like Jim, it, it went up five to seven to nine to 10 to 12 to 15. Uh, so I think that's, that's a good, uh, segment, uh, segue into our next discussion is, is what are our goals now? Obviously they're drastically different than when we were starting. Um, I still have an AUM, a revenue goal, a new client goal, I have, I, one of my goals this year was to hire a new team member, which I, it was, it was a nightmare, uh, trying to hire someone and, you know, and cause no one wants to work. And, uh, that's a whole nother topic we can talk about another day, but I did get somebody hired, um, this summer. So after starting, uh, in January with my search, um, but, but what, you know, the three of you guys, what are your goals nowadays? What do those look like? Yeah, for me, I, I've got um, I've got the some of the same goals. You know, I, I haven't changed that. But as the business matures, your goals have to change a little bit. You maybe want to maybe want to hire a service advisor, which I you know I've got I've hired two two serv two two advisors. One's a service advisor. One is going to be a producing advisor. So I think as you as your goal as your business matures, your goals are going to change with them, and they're not always going to be AUM focused or that. You're still going to have that, but they're going to be broader because you're you're at some point you're not just a salesperson. You're you're also a business owner, and then you have to have business owner kind of goals. Maybe you want to open it. Maybe you want to get in a new market. Maybe you want to start a TV show or a radio show, and you're going to work that. Maybe you want to write a book. All of these are great goals to have it. Um, but yeah, we've got we've got AUM goals. We've got referral goals. I know I know Jeff and Brad were beating me up on that a little while ago. But we have referral goals. I think if you've got a staff, they really help influence it the way they talk and they say. So we focus on that. Uh, we're not good at it. We're always trying to get better. But uh, yeah, your goals change as you get older, and those are our goals. We have AUM goals. We have uh, we have total business size goals. We have client goals. Every every one of those. If you can if you can measure it, we have a goal around it. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, um, you know, hearing Jim talk about that, I know especially Brad is really sensitive and likes to think about people's feelings. And um, <laughs> so one of the things I 
learned early is in our life goals ultimately are our, our life is broken down into three segments. There's finances and business, which is what we're talking about today. Then there are health goals. And then there's, again, what Brad, I know, is really into spiritual goals. Um, and so that can mean different things to different people. <laughs> but um, so candidly, I've, I'm working on my health goal of weight loss. Uh, numbers don't matter. Uh, the quote unquote spiritual goal is time off. And then how am I getting there is the business goal of working on reducing the number of relationships that I work with. So um, and having them serviced by my supporting advisor. So that's my goal right now is to actually uh, improve the uh, the clientele that I do work with. So it's not to not grow, but in terms of those that I'm responsible for increasing the um, the complexity and size of those clients, but then uh, actually transitioning some clients over to my support people to get the numbers of clients that I'm working hands-on with down. I like it. Yeah, so <clears throat> this year I, I'm in the process of bringing on a junior partner. It's my, it's my first time ever having a, a producing team member. Um, so I set a lot of, a lot of goals, uh, practice management type of goals that, um, aren't related to AUM or revenue. But, um, what I did when I, when I brought on my junior partner, which we're working really closely together and I'm basically going to have him replicate, uh, the, the system that I use to, to build my book. So what I did was I took my last goal when I was really um, pushing hard to grow and, and I made that our first year goal um, for him because I thought, you know, if I could do this years ago with less resources and experience by myself, this would be a good achievable, measurable goal that we could put into place that will, you know, it, it will be successful and plus, you know, motivational to know that, that we're on track to succeed. And I, I have to say, I mean, I, we're, we're on track to basically double it. Uh, the goal was, the goal is 15 million. Um, and I mean, we're, we're well ahead on pace for double that so, so far. Now, I don't know if that'll continue or not, but um, that's what I did. And that's my logic behind where I set the goal. And I know the activities, right. Already. I've already drilled down the sub goals to know what we have to do to reach the 15. And you can address those kind of reviewing maybe once a quarter. Hey, how are we doing on our, our, our activities here? Are you yeah. making the calls? Are you sending the emails? Are you scheduling the appointments? Where are we falling behind here? Because like I said, it, it always comes down to the appointments. If you're not meeting with new people, the business is not going to come. Yeah. We, we, this business is driven on first appointments. It is. I mean, sure. Once you have your clients, obviously there's service, but if you want to grow first appointments, that's where that's where everything happens. So you've got to have your funnels leading into the to, to determine that ultimately. Yeah. So so for me, kind of with my with my AUM goal, that my business and growth, and I like Jeff breaking it up into different types of goals. Right? It's not just all business goals. It's it's personal goals, thing, you know, family goals, things like that. Um, but as, as far as business goals and, and maybe it's education goals, like, you know, years ago I, I got the CFP and that was a goal for a couple of years and I kept kicking the can down the road and I finally, you know, passed it. Uh, I, I took, I took it once, but the studying kind of held me up for a couple of years. So that may be a goal. Maybe it's, I'm actually trying to study for the enrolled agent right now. Um, just as a, another, um, it, you know, another designation that uh, my broker dealer will approve. Um, 
but, but as far as like team building, Jim mentioned changes, maybe it's goals of adding team members, just like Brad added an, another advisor to his team. Um, my goals, I actually have marketing goals, number of seminars, activities as far as marketing and, and dollars spent. And then, you know, of course, uh, appointments that I'm, that I'm getting every, it's kind of a monthly new appointment goal that I have. Another goal that, that, you know, a lot of people's websites are just crap. And I will say, Hey, it, it's kind of, we talked about perception in the previous podcast. Um, but yeah, maybe it's up. Maybe one of your goals is to update your website. So just to kind of create a better image of you and your company. Um, so maybe an updating your website is, is one of your goals. Um, so, so for me, that's kind of it, uh, kind of new AUM I'm, I'm still, you know, 15 million is, is kind of what I'm happy with. I would like to see closer to, to, to 20 million new AUM. Um, I don't include dividends and things like that. I know some advisors will include like dividends <laughs> as no, new AUM. I, no, no, that's just buffoonery. You didn't do anything. <laughs> how do you, they, how do you even track that? They do though, Jim. <laughs> I know that it's just, it's just, it's just freaking nuts. Like you better track every dollar that goes out. You better t- take away from fee. You better deduct fees then and, and distribution. <laughs> outflows. <laughs> outflows. Yeah. I don't, don't start. Do, hey, you're new. This is kind of like this crap where people say, oh, you know, Jim, I, I'm contributing 10% to my 401k. I'm like, oh, great job. Well, 5% of it's the company match. I mean, no, 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 no. You're contributing 5%, you lazy son of a gun. No. 5% the company match. The other 5% is repaying the loan. Yeah, exactly. No, no, you're not. Do not count dividends in your new money. That's just nuts. Now you can count, but you count systematic contributions for sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to to riff on that before because that stuff just... I just yeah. want to pinch somebody's head off when they say that stuff. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So I'm only counting it. I think the four of us are the, the same new money coming in. Right. So, right. Uh, so that's kind of the goal there, but um, so yeah, this has been a great discussion as far as goals. It's going to, it's going to be different person to person. And of course where you're at, you know, in, in your career early day. And I know we've kind of hit on that early on my, my first, years it was it was five million AUM. I didn't hit it for you know the first couple of years to, to be honest. Um, but it's just because my activity wasn't geared towards appointments. And there was a st- there was a I think it was like a Merrill Lynch, like the top producer, this is like back in the 90s, one of the top producers at Merrill Lynch. And they asked him like, how are you so successful? How are you doing so much business than all of us? And all the advisors were, you know, kind of like, what's this guy got to say? And it, he goes, it's pretty simple. I am knee to knee with more people than you are every single week, every single day, every single month. I am having appointment after appointment after appointment, and you guys just don't have them. I'm doing twice the twice triple the business because I'm having triple the appointments. It's pretty simple. That's what it boils down to. So um, this has been a great discussion, guys. Uh, Jim, do you want to kind of wrap us up with our um, uh, just uh, mention of our private Facebook group? Yeah, let, but before we do that, let's. I, I think Jeff had a, la, a a point. So let's just let's go around real quick and say what what are your takeaways? Because this show is all about 
uh, people taking action. Remember, you've got four advisors here with four different opinions running four different practices. If you came here thinking you're going to get four the same opinion from four guys that are A-type personalities, you're in the wrong place. So you're going to have to take what you hear from each of us and apply it to you. So let's go to Jeff. You had a point, I think, and uh, wanted to make a comment there. I, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, the thing we haven't talked about yet here is how you measure accomplishing your goals and then what you do when you did. Um, and and if that's important, we not skip over that. Um, so number one, uh, hopefully your goals are written down, but hopefully then with that goal, you have um, how you are going to uh, reward yourself for having accomplished that. Because otherwise, all you do is move on to the next goal you haven't yet achieved. <laughs> Um, and so especially if say it's a financial goal or a business goal, uh, reward yourself with a purchase or experience with your, either for yourself or with your family, hopefully your family, if you have one to get them on board with you accomplishing future goals. Uh, but then you actually can feel like you accomplished something rather than just moving on to the next goal and then feeling like a failure all over again. So be sure and, and create some reward for yourself or built-in reward mechanism so you actually can mark that you accomplished your long-term goals. And then, and then I'll just add, be sure you're writing down your goals and rewriting them down. And you should be able to do that from memory. If they're not locked into memory and you're not able to write them down, then they're not goals. They're just passing thoughts. So I, I, I'd close with that. Brad, Brad, what about you? So one thing I wanted to say earlier, I don't even remember what Jim asked, but I'm just going to talk about whatever I want. Uh, <laughs> Greg, when you were talking about your, about the website thing, it, it just popped into my head that we were talking earlier about different stages of your career, right? And and that just made me think of, of my junior, some of the things, some of the goals that he's wanted to set that are like, it reminded me of myself that are like, you can't focus on them that early. While it's important to have a website, right? I think what you're talking about is more a mature practice, right? And if you're if you have no clients, like, yeah, you should have a website because probably most people are going to Google you before they come see you. But don't get bogged down in the goal of what you're doing with your website because that's not going to make or break you. That's a later goal. And, you know, I think if you're, if you're not sure if you're, if you're focusing on the right goals, my advice would be find somebody in the business, either at your office or that you know online or wherever, ask them, ask somebody who's where you want to be, right? And maybe that's some, some value that, you know, our mastermind or a Facebook group or something can, can eventually become for some people. But I mean, if you have questions about what goals you should be setting or what, ask, ask somebody who is in that, instead of just dreaming about being there, ask them. Ask him what Jim said. We're all type A people, like, and everybody likes to talk about themselves. I mean, look at us for fun. We're sitting here on Zoom, right? <laughs> recording <laughs> podcasts. Right? Ask ask people who are where you want to go. And take their advice. Yeah, uh, Jim. I if you want to uh, give your thoughts, yeah. and then I'll kind of wrap us up. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I love what I love to reward yourself. I'm really bad at that, actually, when you said that, Jeff, when you said reward yourself, I am so guilty of setting a goal and, and then not feeling any fulfillment from it. Like, that was it? That sucked. What's the <laughs> next one? So I think when you you set these, I, I think the, the couple of things is don't sell yourself short when you set a goal. We, we've all known like the person who sets a, a goal to like, like to, to accomplish like a physical fe- feat. 
and they, they, I want to run a mile in 20 minutes. Well, you could walk a mile in 12, like, like <laughs> set a goal, like where you push yourself a little bit, but not so like, not so far out there where you're going to kill yourself to do it, but you, you need to push yourself when you set goals, especially early in your career, get out of your comfort zone a little, make them manageable. And then I, I really, um, don't set them out like five or 10 years, you know, set them out 90 days, six months or a year. Make them so you you can accomplish them. And I, here's the thing: I, I, we would love to learn more about your goals and what you're trying to accomplish, and give you some feedback to help you modify those. We have a we have a private Facebook group we just launched. Uh, go out to Facebook, type in uh, the Financial Advisors Edge. It'll it'll pop right up. If you can't find it because um, you don't know how to set up a website or whatever yet, go out to our website at thefaedge.com. Uh, put your information in there, and we will send you a direct link. Also, link will be in the show notes. This is a great way. Remember, guys, it is. Uh, this is an interesting, interesting career. Uh, being around other advisors who are successful, I, I promise, will help you out. Iron sharpens iron here. So go out, connect with us at the website. It's not just us. There are other successful people out there who like to talk and share. So I promise uh, we'll, we'll have some uh, some big hitters out there as well sharing some ideas. But yeah, Greg, uh, Greg, take us out. Yeah, I, I would really encourage people to kind of join this community uh, because I this is this community that we're building. The four of us have all agreed we would be so much better off if we had a community like this when we were starting out. I, my AUM would be double if I had the advisors that could share and help me grow my business. I just didn't have it. I was like a solo act, just trying to do this, do a little of this, and just kind of uh, you know learn by by failure, which was just it was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. Uh, oh boy! So join our community. You'll be glad you did. But uh, Jeff mentioned goals that are not in writing are dreams and dreams are not measurable. I believe that's a, a quote from uh, Brian Tracy. But but there was a study, I may have mentioned this before, it's a pretty amazing study. It was done in the 50s at, at Harvard and they looked at all the graduating Harvard MBAs. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah. It's awesome. So they said, okay, how many of you actually have goals um, and, and and how many of you have goals that are written? And of all those Harvard MBAs, 3% of them had goals that were and had plans to achieve those goals. 13% of them had goals, but they weren't in writing. And 84% had no goals at all. At all. And then they looked at those people, like where they were in their careers 10 years later. And the 3% that had goals and plans to achieve those goals, they were making 10 times what everybody else was. And the people that had goals, but not in writing, they were making twice as much as the 84% that had no goals at all. So that's why we're saying, hey, having these goals, you can't hit a target you can't see. So that's that's one thing I know. So that's why I've been carrying around these, these damn notebooks for years and kind of keeping my eye on the prize. Like, what am I trying to achieve here at the end of the day? Uh, so, so at the end of the year, 1231, I'm looking back and saying, Hey, was I a success this year? Where did I go wrong? Was I a failure? What do I need to change? Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, what's the definition of insanity? Keep doing the same things that don't work. You're going to have to change your approach. If I, if I was still doing those networking things, uh, the chamber of commerce, I, I would be in a much different place. So I hope this episode of our podcast has been helpful. Again, go to our website, thefaedge.com and, uh, and join our, our private uh, Facebook community. 
So we'll see you next week for another episode of the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week.